0: You're, hey, listening you're listening to Galaxy, Galaxy of Film. All right, and welcome back to the brand noobs of Galaxy of Film. I'm of course your host, Max, and this week. I'm joined with our man Johnny Zuko. How are you doing, man?
1: Good, man. Um, I'd be much better if my internet wasn't like being spotty. It's <laughs> being a little bitch right now. It's like, no, you're not gonna record about Seth Rogen. No, I think my internet's kind of fan of Seth Rogen because every time I was watching Paul, I kept like buffering. Man, like my, even my wife, fi don't like Seth Rogen.
2: Oh, goodness. It, it, You're the
0: best year at Galaxy FL.
2: <laughs> it's going
1: to be one of those episodes, man. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just warning you.
0: <laughs> we also got Chad Freeman from the Headphones and Microphones Group. How are you doing, man?
2: <laughs> I'm doing great. Um, me, myself, I love Seth Rogen, so I'm excited to be here. <laughs> um, as uh, we talked off air, we are all up way before we normally are. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that'll that make for uh, this show to be even more interesting, I think.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah, this is a follow-up episode to our uh, Ninja Turtles recording from last month, actually. Um, Mutant Mayhem, of course, we were discussing a little bit of Seth Rogen because he had some creative responsibilities of that film. Um, and you guys kind of brought to light that this is an episode we need to do at some point. So, I was like, you know, what better idea this to do it a couple weeks later. <laughs> so, this week we are, of course, talking about Paul and Zach and Miri Make a Porno. Uh, both starring the man himself, Seth Rogen. Uh, and real quick, you know, obviously just kind of a little bit of a recap for us. If you guys haven't watched or listened to the Ninja Turtles episode... Um, Johnny, you aren't the biggest Seth Rogen fan, right?
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a huge Seth Rogen fan at all. Um, <laughs> and I think I know why now. Okay. And I'll be, and I, and I'll, I'll be able to get more into it when we get to, into Paul. But yeah, you know what? You know what I think it was, though? What is that? That, that really kind of just kind of turned me off on Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. I got to blame Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane? Seth MacFarlane. He did a joke on Seth Rogen. Um, I think when Family Guy came back for its second initial run on Fox, okay. it was like one of those very first episodes. And uh, Peter Griffin that came down with some kind of disease or, or like he was sick or something. And he goes to his doctor and he says, look, you're, you're kind of sick, but we're going to give you this Seth Rogen gene. And it's going to transfer you into Seth Rogen. You're going to sound like Seth Rogen. Nothing out of your mouth is going to sound funny, but it's just going to sound funny. And so he injects him with this uh, gene, and then Peter Griffin literally turns into uh, Seth Rogan, and then Seth Rogan does a couple lines, and I'm like, that's right, that's not funny at all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, goodness. I <laughs> uh, blame Seth
1: Rogan for, for ruining, uh, I mean, Seth MacFarlane. Both Seths, actually. i was gonna say, <laughs> they, they man, it's
0: like a, a Seth catastrophe over here. What are you...
1: <laughs> yeah, for real.
0: Oh goodness. <laughs> and Chad, you do like Seth Rogen, correct?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'm a big fan of Seth Rogen. Um, it was a Observant Report that really uh, sold me on him. Um, mm-hmm. I I didn't get the the whole hype of him until I saw that movie, and I was like, oh man, this movie's genius. This guy is genius.
0: So. absolutely i feel you on that bro i feel you on that
1: i i watched that movie i did a double i did um a double with that and paul blart and <laughs> <laughs> i gotta say neither of those movies are really that good but ronnie is fucking ronnie is just a psycho bro
2: <laughs> yeah no, no he is
0: crash to paul <laughs> blart,
1: <bro. laughs> Can't and then paul blart. what is that michael peña i think it was michael peña as uh the other guy right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, he was fucking hilarious in that movie as well. That was, that was some good shit.
0: There were some a, good moments in
1: that movie for sure.
0: That was a Hollywood video rental for me, actually. One of the weird well, uh, like non-blockbuster rentals I had.
1: Uh, Observe and Report or Paul Blart? Paul Blart. Paul Blart. Yeah, I didn't like Paul Blart as much.
0: I don't know, man. It's crazy. You don't like Seth Rogen. You don't like Paul Blart. I don't know, man. Maybe it's too early for you. I think you're kind of... You hysterical. know what, man? Oh, man I'm a boy, security man. guard,
1: so I look at those movies and it's like, man, I'm offended.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah uh, they're dissing your badge. Is that what it is? Well,
1: yeah, man. They're dissing my <laughs> occupation, bro. Do like, you think <laughs> all we do is ride around on those little fucking scooters all day? No, man. We're on our feet. Oh, fuck. <laughs>
2: it's
1: like, I want one of those scooters. I think that's what turned me off on Plot Bart.
0: Oh, my God, man. You <laughs> need to get... Uh, <laughs> Johnny we need to get you a sticker for the back of your car where it's like Segway Lives Matter <laughs> that's so awful man uh, Paul Blart is incredible you're tripping bro it's so good god, even the sequel god what a what a yeah, film is series to that? yeah I think there's two sequels though, if I'm not mistaken bro. I think there's a third Paul Blart isn't there
1: Oh my God! I did not know they made a sequel to Paul Blart. I did not know that was a popular <laughs> franchise. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah,
2: Paul Blart and Mall that,
0: Cop too. Yeah, twenty fifteen.
2: There was like a Vegas one, I think. Um, oh, oh,
0: Paul Blart Three was not made just yet, but Kevin James gave an update as of last year saying they they do want to make one. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what
1: his turn as a white supremacist and Becky's gonna help any matters though. <laughs>
0: Oh boy, man! Only the best here at
2: Galaxy yeah, of Film. Becky's good.
1: Right. Rats, Becky is, is, is pretty, uh, pretty intense as well.
0: <laughs> good shit, man. Good shit for our listeners, real quick. If you can't tell, um, it's too damn early in the morning to talk about <laughs> Seth Rogen, but here we are, bright nearly before noon. To bring you guys this episode Whoa. this week. <laughs>
1: I'm right here. I'm drinking my energy drink, man. I'm trying to be optimistic, but goddamn, I don't know what movie we're in. Depends on what movie we talk about first. It's going to de- affect the mood that I'm in right now. so.
0: <laughs> oh, you're you're going to love it, buddy. You're going to love it. Let's go ahead and talk news real quick before we get to the movies. Um, this is something that Harold and I talked about last week when we were talking Gran Turismo, Need for Speed. Um, Drew Barrymore, you know, she went ahead and brought back her show. Um, even though the strikes are going on without paying her writers and whatnot, receive a lot of backlash for it. Um, Harold voices opinions on this. I voiced my opinions last week. Uh, but there's been a bit of an update for this. She's released an apology video refusing to halt production on her show. Um, and days after her video was released, the public outlash and response was so overwhelming that she decided that um, the show will indeed pause until the strike is over. And Johnny, I'm I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this in particular. Um, you know, where where do you stand off this? Because we talked a little bit about like reality TV at one point, and also like some talk show stuff too on the podcast before.
1: Here's the thing, Drew Barrymore. I think I think the reason Drew Barrymore wanted to do her show was really more in her self interest because like I want to work. Like I don't want my, I don't want to halt my show. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But her monologues and her jokes. Guess what? They're written by writers. <laughs> They're not written by her. So imagine trying to watch the Drew Barrymore show. Uh, by, try to Imagine watching the Drew Barrymore show and her doing her monologue that's written by her. Mm. That would be the most cringiest fucking thing ever. <laughs> You're an actor, sweetie. You're not a writer. Okay? That's why you have comedic writers. That's why you have them. To make you sound good.
0: That is true. That is true, man.
1: But and then uh, Bill Maher, he's like, you know, fuck that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a real time. But Bill Maher is a comedian, and he knows how to work the crowd, and he can write his own shit. I don't. I'm not sure if that's the same situation, if like he's gonna pay his writers out of his pocket or not. Mm-hmm. But real time is gonna be airing this Friday during the writer strike. But I don't see a lot of people being like. What the fuck, how come Bill Maher's getting away with it? You know what I mean? That's true, man. I didn't even think about that. You're right. You're absolutely right. Like, what's the difference there? But and Bill Maher doesn't even stand with the writers or the actors. Like, he don't <laughs> give a fuck. I mean, Bill Mars just doesn't give a fuck one way or another. So yeah. <laughs> That's just that. Mm-hmm. You know, but Drew Barrymore, uh, you're an actor, and you should she should have known better, to tell you mm-hmm. the truth. She's an actor first. She's a talk show host, second. You should know better. Like, you should know how the optics of this is going to affect you. And then you release that half ass apology video? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Your yeah. acting is not that good, man, because I've seen those same waterworks and fucking uh, learn how to drive with boys in the car, some bullshit like that. You know what
2: <laughs> I mean? <laughs> so you can- Oh man. He it, it's definitely too early for him. He is on a roll today. He's already went after Seth Rogan, Seth McFarlane, Tom
3: Lart, now Drew Barrymore. And, oh. uh,
1: well we're we're not done yet, man, because you know, just we're not done. Up. Just yeah. Up. Just one more. <laughs> John Apatel is on the list too, man. I'm just saying.
0: Chad, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? Because you know, Drew Barrymore. Um, despite not being, I guess, in a ton of stuff these days uh, because of the show and whatnot going on, um, she's, she's a historic figure within film just for being a part of E.T. So with that being said, you know, her having this weight on um, film history, what is your opinions on this as well?
2: I, I'll be honest. I <laughs> I've been kind of out of the loop with the writer's strike. I had no idea that Drew Barrymore even did a TV show. So <laughs> this is all news to me. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's it, it's definitely uh, uh, disrespectful. And, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of with Johnny that it would be interesting to see her try to do it. Uh, So, I mean, uh, it kind of might have uh, pulled in some people to watch her show If she actually did just, you know, write everything uh, uh, Not pay anybody else to do it under the table or whatever Just her actually write it and do it and see how it goes Uh, So, (laughs) Yeah, I wonder how long it would last for, man
0: (laughs) I wonder how long any of these talk shows last Especially because I know everyone's been kind of have uh, I don't want to say an uproar, but a bit of like an outburst with Jimmy, or Jimmy Fallon and the, his night show, and not going on about how like he has this toxic uh, culture and environment going on behind the scenes. I'm curious what happened, man. If just all these talk show hosts step forward and for a season or however long until the strike goes, I want to see how the the numbers will spike or decline. It'll be interesting.
1: So I'm I think sure. the only one that could probably boost numbers is Conan.
0: Oh, yeah, dude, but he's doing the podcast now. The show's over. Yeah,
1: yeah. but I think if uh, Conan came back, the TV, I think mm. people would go back to TV because people miss Conan, and people love Conan.
0: Yeah, Conan's fun still, man.
1: Yeah, and his podcast is fucking even more hilarious now that he's just off the leash.
0: Yeah, I was listening to his, uh, his Harrison Ford episode a couple weeks ago, actually. Great stuff, because he doesn't have to be censored at all because of the TV stuff going on, you know?
1: Yeah, good shit. Good I want to listen to that one. I listened to the um, the Simpsons one that he did, mm-hmm. and then there was another one that he did with uh, with Sona and Bill Barr, like in front of a crowd. Oh my god, that episode was just completely unhinged. Yeah, I need to Bill, listen to more of them. Yeah, Bill Barr just goes in like, "Holy shit, man!" Like you could not do this on TBS, but <laughs> on the <laughs> podcast, he, he's doing his whole little uh, bit, and i was like, "Oh my god, yes." Conan and Bill Barr, winning team.
0: Okay, okay, man. And real quick, up next we have on the news here. Um, we actually have the first clip from Saw 10 that was released. Uh, this is the eyeball trap. Johnny, did you have a chance to watch this clip by any chance?
1: I have not been able to watch this yet, but okay. I have watched the uh, the AMC uh, parody that they did, which was oh. fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> With Billy like,
0: instead of Nicole Kidman?
1: Yeah, bravo. Bravo.
0: Bravo. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome, actually. Um, well, did you have a chance to watch Spiral, then, when they came out a couple years ago of Chris Rock?
1: Yes, I actually liked it. I don't. I understand the criticism of it, of mm-hmm. not buying Chris Rock being as a serious uh, lead. I, I understand that criticism, but at the same time, because of that criticism, people were turned off to it and didn't go see a really good movie. Which yeah. is unfortunate. I thought it was a really good movie. I thought the twist was really good, mm-hmm. and I wanted I wanted to explore more of that world because I think there's so much more that you could have done with that story, especially with the way that it ends on this massive cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know what happens next, but we'll we'll never know.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. I I love Spiral. We talked about it on the podcast with I think Apocalypse Now, which is a terrible pairing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that is an awkward pairing. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. When, you, when you when you said, hey, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, those were those days, man, pretty early on.
0: <laughs>
2: um, I, I'm into Spiral. I also, I just love the Saw movies. Uh, they're so good. I'm uh, a big fan of them, yeah. I'm so excited. Good. I'm excited.
0: So let me ask you this real quick, Johnny. Do you think that with Saw 10 coming out and this bringing back John Kramer and Amanda, and I think this takes place between the first and second movie, is this a step back in the right direction from where we were with spiral with this franchise? Yeah, now
1: it's a step back because you're you're um latching onto nostalgia that's what you're latching onto you're you're hoping that bringing by bringing back toby bell and and um oh my God Amanda oh my God, what's your last name but bringing those two characters back, you're definitely latching onto nostalgia. Rather than trying to do something interesting and something new, like mm. I understand fans want to see Tobin Bell, and I understand like that's the name value. Sure. But at the same time, like you need to tell more interesting stories. Like his story was done.
0: Yeah, the it was done after the third movie.
2: In,
1: <laughs> yeah, the fact that they killed him off in the third, fourth movie is like, where do you go from here?
2: <laughs> well that that's part of what I think intrig- has always intrigued me about the Saw movies is that how do you continue the story and I, I've always found that part of it fascinating like uh, he's going to be back well how's that going to work and then I, early on some people were saying oh I, I bet there's a twin and, and I was like oh a twin would be great because then they could do Kramer versus Kramer at some point
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fucking hilarious that'd be funny <laughs>
0: Holy shit. That's too good, I, man.
1: I I love the Saw franchise because I think continuity wise, like it, it's it's tight. Like oh, I yeah. did, I think a couple years ago I watched all the Saw movies and I was like, even though like I have some criticism with it, I can't find lo- pl- plot holes in each movie. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. each movie connects to the to the previous one, which a lot of sequels tend to forget now. Mm. They tend to forget to connect their sequel to the original movie or the movie that came before it, and the it, Saw franchise does that very well, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, Saw is very cohesive throughout the entire thing; it holds up. You um, know, there's definitely questionable entries in the movie in the series for sure. Um, yeah, as far it, as the well, continuity well, rise.
3: Oh, second,
1: well, what was that one? the uh, The one with the fucking. Uh, the one where he was going after the insurance company, where he was wearing the, the backwards hat and shit. Uh, oh that was
0: great. That's so bad, it's awesome.
1: <laughs> you could totally tell that the like they were on a shoestring budget because like there were just moments there, I'm like, God damn <laughs> like, God damn. Like you spent all this money on these traps and then you forgot to like hook the story just a little bit longer.
2: Yeah, my, my favorite uh was the one where they're like it's the people it's like reality t v type thing, and they're like in the storefront and uh it's like they're they're like beating into the machines basically uh mm-hmm. with their body parts and man that's just what an opener if I remember that open that it uh my phone's going off I
1: think <laughs> close. time to wake up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i know the one you're talking about chad that's a good opening scene for sure um i think the the opening bit that really that cringes me for sure is i think it's saw 3d saw seven with uh uh chester benningfield's uh lincoln park's lead singer where his, his cameo where he's like sewn to the back of the car like his back is on the car seats
2: oh yeah,
1: that yeah. one fucks with me man that, one's that really- one that one that one's that that one's tough man for real like holy shit <laughs> just watching, just just thinking about it just makes my skin crawl. Uh, yeah, man.
0: We'll have to do a Saw episode someday. That'll be our follow-up to Seth Rogen. We'll be the Saw.
1: <laughs> hey, October's coming up soon, man, so there you go, man.
2: A Saw episode to jump into every one of them, though. <laughs> it would be, like, such a long episode. <laughs>
1: how, about, how about this? We picked the best Saw one and the worst Saw one.
0: That sounds great to me. So Saw 1 and like, 5. What is okay.
1: the best Saw movie and what is the worst Saw movie?
0: Probably 5, man. 5 or 6. I, I hate the Detective Hoffman stuff.
1: I yeah, and I think they dropped a the ball with that character also.
0: Uh, they dropped a the ball by writing him in the first place. He's atrocious.
1: <laughs> and I'm the one that's on a roll. Holy shit. Like I actually thought his uh, character was actually decent, but there was just more that you could have done with that character, in my opinion. He should have been the evil uh the evil one, not not um uh, Sean and Lee, you know what I mean, Not Sean and Lee's character. God, but,
0: they're they're so forgettable, dude. They those three just blend all together to me in the worst also, way possible. Harry,
1: you bring back Carrie L's in in the final Saw movie and you don't use them? What mm-hmm. the fuck? Yeah, at all. <laughs> that's terrible. Like you had them for like 2 hours Then that's that's what you're basically telling me.
0: Yeah, basically, man. I, he was just I he just right by all by set. <laughs> Goodness, man. Let's go ahead and talk shows real quick, guys. Um the main show we've kinda of been focusing here the past few weeks has been Ahsoka. Johnny, I know you're not too deep into like Star Wars and whatnot, but have you been watching Ahsoka?
1: I watched the first two episodes and I'm very intrigued. Um, uh-huh. I'm thinking I'm just going to wait. I mean, God damn, I wish these fucking nerds just wait like a month before posting shit because God damn, bro. I uh, <laughs> I know I, I know you know where I'm headed with this, but mm-hmm. come on. Like, let, let me ha- let me be surprised at least.
0: <laughs>
1: like, I mean, next so time odd. Johnny, we posted
0: on our story too. My bad, bro. <laughs> Like, mother, I wasn't even really referencing
1: that. I was like, I'm on TikTok, bro, and like my FYP is just covered with Aiden Christensen. Yeah. And then Disney fucking had, had the nerve to like post a fucking uh, commercial with him. And then, like, are you seriously? Now you're. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Now they baited me. They baited me.
2: Thanks. You ruined it for me, Johnny. I, ha- I had escaped all of that now. <laughs> well, good. Good.
1: So. Good. I'm not being good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I hadn't watched it yet. Uh, I, I I definitely want to, just haven't got to it.
1: Okay. I mean, there are some interesting things on there that I'm hope like there are some interesting theories out there that I'm hoping that are true mm-hmm. with Star Killer and the Inquisitor. I hope that's true because that would be fucking amazing. Yeah, if, sure. If they brought Star Killer back, or if they made Star Killer a, a canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Killer is actually a great character in the Force Unleashed game, and
0: Absolutely, dude. Speaking of Force Unleashed, can you believe this week, actually, Force Unleashed turned 15 years old?
1: God damn. I know, man.
0: It is rough looking back on that. I feel old as hell.
1: (laughs) And that that game is still amazing, too. Yeah, I like the sequel
0: still, too, man. I do like Force Force Unleashed, too.
1: I don't think I played the sequel. I played the first one. And I got it with uh, Soul Caliber Two, and uh, Star Killer is one of the bosses in it, and he's mm-hmm. like the hardest boss ever. <laughs> Vader's easier than Star Killer. Like, how is that fucking possible? Just that overpowered. Why is Vader man. easier?
0: God. Sequel. Sequel is good. You can beat it in like one sitting, though. It's definitely a lot shorter. Um, definitely the. I don't know if the budget was cut in half or if it's rushed last minute. It feels like half the game is missing for sure, um, but it's a it's a good half of a game. <laughs> and the DLC's great too, the dark side stuff. God, man, love Force Unleashed. Goodness. But Chad, you said you hadn't watched any of Ahsoka yet. Do you have any outlandish theories, real quick, for our listeners then with it?
2: Ah, oh, no, I'm not one of the theory kind of people. So, okay.
0: Saving uh, yourself the headache. I don't blame you.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, And I I, I kind of tend to be that way, too, with the, if I'm watching something. Like, my girlfriend will be like, oh, I bet this is gonna happen. And I'm just like... I just let it play out. I can <laughs> you see know, uh, it, it almost... You set some expectations um, yeah. to be disappointed in a way, and also it's just like, it kind of spoils it as well. So... I, I generally st- stay away from any of that sort of stuff.
1: Uh, mm-hmm.
2: well, and uh, I don't know. My, my mind doesn't operate that way. You would go nuts trying to do that with the Saw movies too, I think. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> yes, you would. Absolutely. Then yeah, you
1: Imagine <laughs> just sitting there in a the theater like, are, they, are they, is this how you do it? And then when you call it, you're like, motherfucker, I was right. But motherfucker, I was right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jesus, man, Jesus. Oh, I think it's going to go ahead and wrap it up for shows. Uh, because this week we, you know, we're actually doing this episode earlier than Ahsoka's dropped. So last week we talked a little bit of episode five. Uh, episode six drops this week, so you'll hear my thoughts
1: on it next week for you guys. Um, yeah, I think this- it drops tonight, actually. No. Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow, that's right, Tuesday, right? Just Tuesday.
0: Yeah. And then this, or next month, actually, we'll be doing a full podcast episode discussing Ahsoka. So stay tuned for that for our listeners. Um, I know it's been a minute, since we've done some Star Wars since May the 4th, actually, so good to dive back into that realm for sure, but yeah, let's go ahead and take a quick break, guys, go over our rating system in case you're new to the show, and we're going to go ahead and have our stream of the week as well, brought to you by Jake this week. So, we'll be right back, guys.
1: Oh, hi, Mark.
3: Oh, what's up? Oh, what's up? It's, it's Yates here, and I played Jason in Galaxy of Films' newest short film, Distinguished. I just wanted to take a sec to interrupt the podcast to let you know that, as of July 15th, Distinguished is available, right now, on the Galaxy of Film website and YouTube channel. Check it out. Don't be a dick whip it. Come on.
0: The Galaxy of Film rating system is based off planets featured in the Star Wars films. From our highest rating to lowest, here is the order in which we rate these films. Number five. Coruscant, the entire planet is one big city. Number four.
3: Hey. Bespin, it's pretty far but I think we can make it. Mining colony? Yeah, Tavana gas mine.
0: Number three.
3: Like you did by the lake on Naboo.
0: Number two. That's your course for the hot system. And lastly, number one.
3: Got to get back to Jakku. Back to Jakku! Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? Hey there, what's going on? This is Jake coming at you with this week's stream of the week. It is on the road edition here. Uh, so forgive me for any turbulence. This week I have Harley Quinn season four. Now, I didn't like this season as much as the previous one, seasons one and two. This was a big improvement over three for me. I thought that the relationship between Harley and Poison Ivy uh, is blossoming, blossoming in ways that I like hadn't expect expected. And I thought like... It was interesting to see Poison Ivy, spoiler, a a minor spoiler alert, to see Poison Ivy join the Legion of Doom and be a villain this season, whereas Harley is joining the Bat family and kind of going down the hero route. So I really enjoyed some of that juxtaposition, and I liked uh, the way they played with the relationship and how that can kind of create difficulties for the relationship, as well as, like, just, you know, it's a workplace thing, where it's like... Ivy's a villain and Harley's a hero, but at home we're fine. You know, I I thought that was all very fun. Um, Where the season kind of lost me was a lot of, like, the, the Lex Luthor stuff at times. I didn't love all that stuff. This season was at its best when it focused on Harley and the Bat family. I really enjoyed that stuff. I really enjoyed the relationship between Ivy and the Legion of Doom, just her working there. That was a really fun dynamic, and I didn't expect that, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, But overall, this is a really great season. Um, And if you guys are not watching Harley Quinn, you really need to get on it. It's such an easy binge. And they're 20-minute digestible episodes. I highly recommend it. And if you're not watching it, you really are missing out. So tune into that on Max. And uh, let's get back to the show. Thank you, guys.
0: All right, guys. And we're back from our break. Let's go ahead and talk about our first film of the week. You know, Johnny, I know you're thrilled, man. We're talking Paul. talking
1: okay cool 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 (laughs) cool all right because if this was zach and mary bro i was ready to fucking explode what
2: (laughs) whoa i'm surprised i figured paul would be the one you disliked the most but
1: (laughs) no i rewatched zach and mary but we'll i'll save that for later but yeah i i watched paul I, i told the story on here last time so when i rented it i was expecting something different and as soon as the alien opened up his mouth i turned it off i was like "Fuck that Fuck this movie um and then when the opportunity came to watch it again i watched it i just went in and it opened mine, mind just thought about okay just remember it's seth rogan he played donkey kong and he don't do voices so there's there's do with that info as you will you know what i mean so i was like okay <laughs> Sat and I watched it, and I was actually very impressed with this movie. This movie was actually written by Simon Peck and Nick Frost, which also helps because their sense of humor and their references and their pop culture uh, references throughout this movie just works. Like, this is a love letter to those types of movies. Like, if I didn't know any better, this should have been the third movie to their Cornetto trilogy. Like, I feel like this should have been the movie honestly instead of world's end but that might be a hot take
0: i to say man you're coming with the hot takes this episode coming after everybody in supporting the hell out of paul <laughs> out of all things
1: yeah you know i i enjoyed paul and i love the references to this movie like i love when they walk into that redneck bar and they're playing the star wars song i love the the third the close encounters of the third kind reference at the end of the movie it was great jason bateman stole this movie Bill Hader and Joe Lo Trigolo. Like, that's a comedy duel. I need more of. Because <laughs> those guys were good together.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay, real quick, just to, to recap as well. Chad, what was the first time you watched, Paul?
2: I uh, just for this episode. Okay, thank God. Because <laughs> I'm not a fan of uh, those two guys and the, the movies that they've been in. Uh, Simon Pegg and uh, uh, Frost, is it? Um, yeah not a fan i'm like they're they're seth rogan for me okay <laughs> like they're in it i'm like mm, now i'm out and again i didn't even know seth rogan was in this until he brought it up and i was like oh okay i'll watch it
0: <laughs> goodness man a little bit of a recap for the film everybody. <laughs> a little bit of a recap guys um, an alien who is voiced by Seth Rogen crash lands on Earth. He kills a dog named Paul and that's how he gets his name. Um, Simon Pegg and his fat UK friend <laughs> is just all I wrote on the paper. <laughs> uh, they're at San Diego Comic-Con and they go on this cross country trip together. It's their first time in America. Um, they piss off some hobo-phobe rednecks and, uh, make a getaway from this bar. During this getaway, they crashingly meet Paul the alien. Uh, Some men in black are following them because yeah why the hell not (laughs) that kind of includes Bill Hader in that bit Um, We then see a scene where Paul brings a bird back to life It's revealed that Paul worked for the government controlling the media and whatnot for a couple years Um, The gang stops at a campsite ends up accidentally kidnapping a random white girl Paul restores her sight in her one eye Um, They kind of dump they bump into the same rednecks and some dumb shit happens and to be real with you, man, I fell asleep at this point in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep. Holy shit. And I woke up and Paul went home. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, bro.
2: You didn't miss anything.
0: <laughs> I gotta say, man. we This is what? Like an episode like 143, I think, of Galaxy of Film or something ridiculous. Uh, we've been going for almost three full years. There's maybe two other movies on this podcast I've fallen asleep during, and this is one of them. This <laughs> is ah, rough. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, man. I also have written here um, in parentheses Seth Rogen's worst movie with like ten question marks. <laughs> <laughs> I Okay, I know where I stand now. Holy uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know what the hell this was, honestly. I just don't. Um, yeah. This came out in 2011. I was in middle school when this dropped. I remember seeing all the commercials for on TV. Like I wanted to see this. I envied everyone that got to see this. Um, And I feel like this movie is very compared to Ted, which I've also never fully seen either. Um, It's like I've always wanted to because I hear Ted is so hyped up. Say again? Ted's better. No, oh, I don't think it's hard to beat. Yeah, I mean, of course, Ted is better. <laughs>
1: yeah, Ted's way, way better. Um, I don't know. Well, go ahead with the recap. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I, I just remember wanting to watch this in middle school and never having a chance to. And it always kind of sitting in the back of my mind, like, I'll oh, get it to a one day, one day. The day is here, man. And this is this is terrible. I, I absolutely hated this. I fell asleep. Yeah, man, for my cr- fucking
1: sake. Now you know how I felt that first time when I watched it. I literally turned the fucking movie off and did not watch it for like eight years. No, <laughs> ten years.
0: <laughs> I, and I don't blame you one bit, Johnny. I really don't after putting this on. um, This this makes me question Seth Rogen a little bit. A little bit.
2: <laughs> 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 oh man, this is great. This uh, is great. So... i would to say I'm I'm kind of in between y'all because I oh. I found this movie fun. Um I didn't you know, love it or anything. I didn't mm-hmm. think anything about it really was too great, but it was fun and it amused me. I felt like uh, it was a little uh you know, hitting you over the head with a few things and sure. it's very stereotypical. The, the homophobic stuff was a bit much mm-hmm. but uh overall I, I I thought it was a an amusing kind of toned down uh Kevin Smith type movie um and you know i I enjoyed it
0: okay okay so what, what are some standout moments for you of this film that film I'm asking Chad
2: I would I for, for me <laughs> I would say you know definitely uh Overall, I thought uh, Seth Rogen was great. I loved him in this. Um, but I think maybe he just makes me laugh. And also uh, Kristen Wiig uh, was absolutely fantastic. And I love when she first starts to uh, decide that she's going to you know, hmm. use profanity. And yeah, that was just hilarious. I, and I, I could have took more of that. They could have really, really went... and and ran that to death, I felt. And I would have found that so hilarious.
0: Okay, okay, good to hear, man. And um, Johnny, I'm so surprised you have positive thoughts on this one. Um, You know,
1: Nick Frost and Simon Pegg are not the strongest Mm -hmm. writers. I feel like when you look at Hot Fuzz and you look at Shaun of the Dead, they're co-writers on there. But guess who else wrote it? Edgar Wright. I feel like if Edgar Wright helped polished up the script this movie could have been way better. And if this was an Edgar Wright film, this movie could have been
2: way
1: fucking better. Um, I'm
0: glad it's not an Edgar Wright film, man, because then I would have wanted to watch it right away.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think, it, I think with Edgar Wright, though, and him being like, as a writer, like if Edgar Wright had written and directed this, I think this movie would have been 10 times better than what it was. Okay. like I'm not saying this is the greatest movie of all time, but I fucking laughed so hard like, several times that my stepkid had to come out of the fucking room and see what I was laughing at. And I told her I was <laughs> walking, and he <was> like, Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> there were some moments that made me just, like, like I was dying on, in certain moments, man. I don't know if it was the kind of humor that I like or, or what, mm-hmm. but it was just, there was just some certain moments that I just thought that was fucking hilarious, and yeah i i think my only my only issue with this movie i mean i have other issues with this movie but the one glaring issue is seth Rogen.
0: wow okay
1: it's seth Rogen.
0: <laughs> that's that's the whole point of the movie but all right yeah
1: yeah he's the he's the big issue i feel like had they casted a better voice actor it could have elevated this movie
0: okay so it hold could. on real quick hold on man you're you're writing out your your perfect golden, like award-winning Paul movie over here. You know you get your new writers coming. In. Who would you cast as Paul instead?
1: It depends on the kind of alien that I'm gonna do. It all depends on the kind of alien that I want. <laughs> right, if I right, want right. someone that's a sassy bitch, I cast Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> if I want someone that's um that is a fucking. Uh, Just a straightforward, straight shooter. I cast Seth MacFarlane.
2: (laughs) Let me let me turn this on his head. What about what about Amy Schumer?
1: God no! (laughs) I definitely wouldn't watch this movie,
2: bro. What you telling me? You don't love Snatched? I love Amy Schumer. So
0: do you? Are you are you being for real,
1: Chad?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a big big man. Yeah, I love Amy Schumer.
0: This episode, she, she's, like, she's like
2: the she's like the 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 Seth Rogen, uh, you know. I'm not sure the that's woman a version, the woman version of Seth Rogen. Well, in my head, it is because Seth Rogen, he's amazing. So, oh I, y- y'all want a hot take? Y'all want a hot take?
1: Oh my um. god, dude! Like, there's because that the one scene that really drives this home is that scene where he's talking to um, the fuck, what's her name? Uh, the the person he killed the dog the uh, the the older lady at the end of the movie.
0: See, I forgot all about that already, dude. That's how... Oh, that's right. You know, so you probably even know who I'm talking about. You have no clue.
1: <laughs> so there's a, the, the the so the little girl grows up, and there goes my internet.
0: Oh boy, there goes the internet. So good one, buddy.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so the older. So the Paul, the dog, the owner grows up. He goes mm-hmm. back later toward the, toward the end of the movie, and tries to apologize and tries to emote emotions, but Seth Rogen can't deliver these sincere can't deliver a sincere apology. That you're looking at, you're listening to this, and like this motherfucker's not being sincere. He just has this this tone about him. Again, it goes back to the Family Guy reference. If you watch the fam- if you see that clip, everything he says. Sounds funny, but it's not funny. And it sounds like he's supposed to be a smart ass, but he's not trying to be a smart ass. He's trying to apologize. Look, I killed your dog. I'm sorry, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't buy that. There's like no emotion. There's no emotional inflections in his voice. There's I yeah, like this this movie definitely shows Seth Rogen's range. I feel like because he's supposed to be serious and wise, he's supposed to be funny, but he can only be funny. He can't be Wise and sincere, and I feel like especially towards the end of the movie. Like, the end of the movie is where he really tries to become sincere, mm. and it, it just doesn't land because if you just have Seth Rogen being Seth Rogen,
2: man, you know, and what, does dude? he need a range? Does he need a range? I mean, no,
1: <laughs> I mean, Mark Hamill don't have range, but he had range when he was playing the Joker. Yeah, <laughs> that is true.
0: <laughs> you know what, man, you know what I'm hearing. Johnny, I, I think you need to go ahead and write a remake of Paul. Like, you're your perfect <laughs> version of this movie. I'm, I'm very surprised you have this much to say about this one, man. Truly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed the references. I enjoyed, mm. I enjoyed the comedy. I love the chemistry between our three leads. I thought all the great side players were really fantastic. Jason Bateman in particular. Um and I, and Bill Hader and Joe Lou Triglo are that's a comedy duel right there. Like how have they not done anything? This is a fucking SNL skit turned into a movie. That's what this is. Nah think about it.
0: Yeah, and I I got I, I fucking hated this movie, dude. Like throughout the entire thing. Fell asleep <laughs> to this obviously. Like I, I did not give a shit about Simon Pegg the entire time. Um frosty don't even know his name at this point bro i have zero interest never in watching one of his movies again um i, I don't even know this was just disappointing <laughs> you know all fronts for me um I, I definitely think this is the worst seth rogan movie um which is just so disappointing cause like i said this was hyped up to hell for me for years like my best <laughs> friend nick he'll, he won't shut up about paul man like next time he brings this up i'm gonna slap him <laughs> it's
1: so, so- bad so in- like, yeah, your movie card just got rejected, bro. <laughs> and
2: and I'm and I'm different here because I'm really not an Edgar Wright fan. I okay. always assumed this was Edgar Wright and he had some sort of part in it. Uh, and then I found out Seth Rogen was in it, and it's not has doesn't have anything to do with Edgar Wright. So then I was all on board it, and then just kind of lands in the middle. But, uh, no, it was fun. Um, Edgar Wright, for me, I I didn't like a single movie he's done until Last Night in Soho, which I absolutely love. I I do love Last
0: Night in Soho. That's a good one.
1: Yeah, this guy directed Superbad, Adventureland, Keeping Up with the Joneses, (laughs) and Confess, Fletch. So, I can't
0: believe this guy directed Superbad. <laughs> That's a masterpiece, and this is a train wreck.
1: I, I can I can believe it because Superbad ain't
0: all that great. Okay, okay. dude, coming back it's, with the hot takes, man. I know nah,
2: this nah, movie. No. This movie is not that much different from Superbad. It's it, it's it's the time frame of when you watched it. If you were to watch Superbad now today for the first time, you're not going to think it's as great as what? hold it up to be
1: i i bought super bad and i didn't think it was that funny when i think it was back in 2008 i bought super bad about the, the the special 2 disc edition mm-hmm. i thought the funniest part of that fucking movie was mclovin bill Hader, and seth Rogen. i thought that was the funniest part really? everything else i didn't know
2: really- so you so so you admit seth rogan <laughs> yeah,
1: bill Hader though was the one that carried that shit Let's just be real. Let's just be clear. Bill Hader carried that. Come on,
0: bro. <laughs> so good, man.
1: Uh, I, I'm uh, another hot take. I think Booksmart is much better than Super Bad.
0: Booksmart is incredible. That's a hot take be- because it's the same movie, but it's good nonetheless. Oh,
1: it's, it's a funnier movie though, and I think the the and I think the I think what resonates with me more with Booksmart is that the humor comes from a sincere place. Yes, it is raunchy, but it's coming from a sincere place you know what i mean mm-hmm. super bad is just raunchy to be raunchy don't get me wrong i like raunchy comedy I like i like meet wally sparks you know what i mean yeah. but super i don't know what it is about super bad it's just it, it didn't work for me
0: dang man that's disappointing i don't i love super bad um we already did a whole episode in the podcast talking super bad link down below in case you guys want to hear about that, that as our jonah hill episode we we're talking mid 90s with super bad um, I, I don't talk about where I work currently, man, and I, I don't want to highlight where I work because now I do use Galaxy of Film as a way to um, find other ways of employment. However, where I currently work, we have one of those like security guards for hire, bro, and he looks like McLovin. It's fucking weird.
1: It probably is because Christopher hasn't been working <laughs> since Superbad. <laughs>
0: Jeez, man. I'm surprised anyone who worked on Paul is working after that film, to be honest with you. But let's Kristen go <laughs> Kristen Rigg really isn't, because I have not seen her in shit. <laughs> let's go ahead and break off into our ratings real quick. Um, Chad, you're kind of in the middle of the road, it seems like. Let's start us off with some uh, some potential neutral territory. What is your ratings and final comment for Paul?
2: My rating on this was... It, it's kind of hard to say, because I, I didn't hate it. So it, it, I I would have to go with probably uh, Naboo. Uh, so around a three, okay. a low end of three though, not a high end. Sure. Um, I I thought it was fun. I thought it was funny. It 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 gave me a a complete like late seventies, early eighties uh, road trip vibe. Uh, you know, vacation and close encounters and then funny you know it tied in with the close encounters at the end but definitely gave me that sort of vibe and uh took me back to those kind of movies so i definitely enjoyed it
0: okay okay for me real quick man because i know johnny's gonna oh just adore this
1: movie oh yeah dude this is like a five <laughs> for me bro for real <laughs> oh my
0: god yeah i, I i've this is Seth throgan's worst thing this is a jakku on the way to hoth um I, I can't believe I just wasted my time with this movie, more or less. Um, hey, this was your idea, bro. I know. I know, man. I was biting myself. I was kicking myself in the ass when I was watching this. I was like, God, I really got both these guys waking up before like 8 a.m. for this movie.
1: Yeah, for <laughs> awesome. real, bro. Fucking Seth Rogen strikes again. Holy shit.
0: Yeah, truly, bro um yeah i'm glad to finally have knocked it out though like i said this has been like on my pending list for years now but johnny what is what is your rating for
2: paul
1: so what is this like a naboo is a three right yeah yeah right there Mm -hmm. um this movie could be could could have been better but i mean the references were a little much yeah but i appreciated them they underutilized certain characters jane lynch in particular like how do you just use her for the bartender scene like, she's fucking amazing, and you only use her there. Mm. Like, if you've seen Jane Lynch in Role Models, bro, like, goddamn, she stole that movie. Um, but, yeah, I think the the humor is kind of dated. Seth Rogen, again, just is not a voice actor, apparently. So, you know. <laughs> and I can't wait to hear him do Donkey Kong again. So that's that's going to be fucking great. <laughs> but, yeah, Love it might that. be an Naboo.
0: Okay, I'm surprised, Jerry. I'm I'm truly surprised. I thought you were not going to give this a rating, honestly, at first. <laughs> oh man, yeah,
1: not that great, but I, I did enjoy it more than I thought it was going to. So that's why.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Let's go ahead and talk about our second film for this week. Uh, oh, Zack and Mary make a porno. We can see it. <laughs> was, this is directed by our man Kevin Smith. Um, for our listeners, do me a favor real quick, go ahead on Twitter, formerly, or excuse me, X, ex, formerly known as Twitter, at Kevin Smith. We've been trying to get this man on the podcast for about a year now. It's going to happen one of these days, dude. Got to get K. Smith on here. Um, but this is one of his films. We've only talked about Clerks 3 on the show as well, too, on LFG, so check that episode out. Um, so it's kind of weird that we're diving into one of his lesser known um, pieces that's away from the View universe. and this is also, of course, starring Seth Rogen, um, we do have some of his, you know, typical View universe people in here. Jason Mewes is involved. Jeff Anderson as well. Uh, we got Craig from The Office, which is really cool seeing in this as well. And, um, oh, Elizabeth Banks, of course. How can we forget about her? We discussed Cocaine Bear earlier this year. She stars in this with Seth Rogen. And, yeah, man, for the recap, this movie kind of starts off with Zach and Mary becoming or being best friends and roommates um, after going to a high school reunion, Miri gets rejected by Justin Long because it turns out he is indeed gay. Uh, she was his hi- or he no, was her Bobby, high school crush. Bobby
1: Long. It's Bobby Long.
0: Oh, Bob. Excuse me. Bobby Long. Thank you, sir. Um, Then after they leave the high school reunion, it's kind of revealed they're broke as hell. Um, They got to pay rent. Seth Rogen's behind. It was his month to go ahead and pay. Um, and So they decide to go ahead and make a porno to make money to pay rent and get their bills paid off so they're kind of like going through the logistics logistics of this like who's going to star in it, who's going to be in it who's going to help make this, is this going to be us, who's going to fuck who what's going to happen, um, they decide they're going to hook up with each other because it's the most, most sensible thing to do I guess um, they kind of go through a casting process to find their other members find their crew, um, this is when Jeff Anderson and Jason Muse get involved Craig is the producer for this um, Jeff's actually the cinematographer, which is really funny. If you, especially if you've watched Clerks Three before this movie, um, like I did, during this bit we hear we get a nice little montage because they decided to do a Star Wars porn parody. Um, we get this song Fet's Vet. I adore Fet's Vet. Man, had no clue that song was from this movie, so that was pretty cool hearing. Um, <clears throat> while they're filming the Star Wars porn parody, their set ultimately falls through. They lose all the equipment, and they have to end up shooting the porno in the coffee shop where Zach works. Um, during this, while they're filming, Zach and Mary, of course, hook up, and they end up, you know, falling in love. Basically, they don't—they don't simply fuck. One might say, they make love. Uh, then, after this, the film kind of falls apart due to jealousness on both parts between Zach and Mary. Uh, Zach ends up moving out, and we cut to three months later where he finds out that Mary is indeed in love with him and didn't end up hooking up with one of the other porn actors. Uh, Zach goes to confess his love and end up getting the girl. They end up together, of course, right bef- after we see Jason use his penis, which is something I was not expecting to see in this film. Uh, and then the film just kind of ends. We don't really see if the porno is finished there, at there's, all. There's there's a, oh, movie.
1: wait, so you don't know there's a post-credit scene? There's a post-credit scene for this, man? Yeah, there's a post-credit scene.
0: For, for what? Why?
1: <laughs> it, so it answers your question. It answers your question. They finish the film. And they actually make the Star Wars uh, trilogy. They actually oh. make the Revenge of the Shit movie, which is fucking hilarious. Oh. Um, they, Zach and Mary Productions for Amateur Couples. So they start, they film Amateur Couples and they sell, so it's like Intimacy. You sure. know what I mean? Okay. But they're also making porno as well, as well as coaching intimacy between amateur couples that want to break into the business. All financed by Craig Robertson.
0: What? D- D- I'm kind of pissed, man. Yeah, as soon as the credits rolled, I paused and started and hopping on here to record this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, Brandon St. Randy and uh, Justin Long, they make another appearance on here, and it's fucking great. It's, well, it's great. I will
0: have to watch the post-credits. Damn, thank you for correcting me on that, Johnny. I'm glad. That actually, that was my biggest gripe with this movie. We'll get to that in a bit. So that's that's fixed. <laughs> kind of awkwardly.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, that answers your question <laughs> right there. <so.
0: laughs> the Come on, man. Here. You're a Marvel fan. You should know. Never stop the credits. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I'm doing after watching Seth Rogen movies. I'm just sitting there waiting for every credit to roll by. Watch, man. Oh, right. I'm going to go back and
1: watch Superbad, and there's going to be a post credit scene. Watch. That's what's <laughs> going to happen.
2: <laughs>
0: Chad, when was the first time you watched Zack and Mary?
2: I watched this whenever it came out Um, back, uh, what was it, 2008? Didn't mm-hmm. see it at the theater, but uh, it was a rental. Um, okay. I didn't see it at the theater because at, by this time, I would kind of soured on Kevin Smith um, and wasn't expecting much. And then mm-hmm. I ended up loving this movie. I do own this movie uh, on on Blu-ray. Um, I was gonna go back and rewatch it. I did not rewatch it for this episode, but uh, definitely one of my my favorites of his. Uh, big big fan. Again, I it, for me, Ed, Seth Rogen. Um, I, I I don't know what it is. He's one of those people that really appeals to me. I just love just about anything that he's in. And uh, Jason Muse steals the show. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely in this one, man. <laughs> Damn, I, oh, you can't believe you, re-watch, you didn't rewatch this, but you rewatched Paul. God, man, that was, well, that well, was I didn't seen
2: Paul, so <laughs> I had to see well, you Paul. didn't see Paul.
1: It was the first watch.
0: For oh, him.
2: that's
1: right, it that was the first yeah. watch.
2: God, that was
0: <laughs> that was a decision, Chad. Oh
2: boy, <laughs> I've seen it a couple of times, um, but yeah, it's been a while.
0: Okay, this was also a first time watch for me for this film. Uh, Paul as well, obviously. Fuck Paul. Um, but Johnny, you, you're not such a fan of this film, it appears. When was the first time you watched this one?
1: Uh, this was a blind buy for me. Um, okay. I had bought this on the strength of Elizabeth Banks and Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, I had I, there was a movie that I I had seen Elizabeth Banks on SVU, and then I saw her play. In that episode, she was playing a porn star based on mm-hmm. Jana Jameson. And then a couple years later, she's in this movie, Zack and make a porno. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll go check it out. And then mm-hmm. I found out, I was, oh, by Kevin Smith? Okay, I, w- I haven't soured on Kevin Smith at this point. At this point, I was kind of willing to give him another shot after a cop-out. Okay. And okay. I thought Cop Out was just was disappointed, but that's not here here or there. But that just kind of goes into my frame of mind when I watched this movie and I watched this movie and I was like, uh, I don't I did not I don't I don't get it. But mm-hmm. this was back in 2008. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm like, it's OK, I guess. Whatever. And it's been sitting on my shelf ever since. <clears throat> and then again, opportunity brought up to watch this movie. I watched it again, which which much more fresher eyes and much more maturity. And I was like, okay, this is pretty this is okay, but this movie did not make me laugh. They make you cry. Like
2: what? What did, <laughs>
1: what did this it movie feel? did not make <laughs> you feel anything?
2: It made him. It made him mad. He bought it. So yeah,
1: exactly. Fuck! <laughs> like, I bought the regular DVD for twenty five dollars at Target. <laughs>
2: Fuck this movie. Fuck this movie. And he and he's on his way to Target today.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go try to return my fucking goes. standard edition DVDs. Like I want my money back, fuckers. <laughs> I should probably take cop-out back, too. Fuck, now think about it.
2: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you take him to a pawn shop and see if you can trade him for Paul. you <laughs> probably, probably give me 50 cents for that shit.
0: Oh, yeah. You'll get Paul and maybe, like, that first season of Freaks and Geeks on DVD.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> holy. Oh, um But, yeah, I, I watched it and I thought it was just in long scenes are like the funniest shit ever. And besides the, the shitting scene, Justin Long is the funniest in this movie. Yeah. that 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 is the funniest sequence in the whole entire movie. That was the only movie, that's the only part of the movie that had me dying. I was like drinking water and I was fucking choking. Like, oh my God. That's fucking hilarious. Um, but Justin Long is pretty funny though.
0: I think my favorite part in this is anything with Craig Robinson, actually, man. Like, I, I love him in The Office. Daryl's a great character. Um, I haven't watched, yeah, he... like, Hot Tub, Time Machine, or any like, the other bigger movies he's been in. Just random, uh, like, kind of B cameos or roles he has um, in certain films. And so I was, it was a pleasure seeing him in this. He was a lot of fun for it, for sure. Um, he just, he holds up, man. Like, out of all the Office actors who've, you know, parted away since the show... He's definitely one of my favorites still. So this was like prime Craig as well, man, because this was during the office being filmed. He had great energy onset. Um I loved everything with him, man. His awkwardness as the producer, like where he's talking to the girl where she's taking she's like showing her tips to him basically so he can approve yeah. her. That's so funny where he's like stuttering. Him going back and forth with his wife is hilarious. Where she's talking about his saggy balls and her saggy tits, he like flicks one of them up. You match, motherfucker! (laughs) Yeah, she's he's great, man. I love the he plays off the whole "my wife hates me" bit so well in this because that's a Mm. trope that I just can't stand in films. Usually, where it's like we have a dysfunctional couple or relationship, and we don't show them, but we just harp on them nonstop.
1: Can't stand you know, that. I, I've noticed that every time they do, like, the I hate my wife thing, then you meet the wife. The wife's always, like, this lovable, adorable wife, and, like, she mm-hmm. loves her husband. And it's like, well, shit, everyone wants that. Like, what the fuck you mean? But when you meet uh, Craig's wife, like, she's pretty abusive. <laughs>
0: exactly, like, Exactly. Especially, Especially when she's making jokes it. about fucking Seth.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, like, uh... So that's, that's what you need to do. You need to make the wife just as bad as the husband. Also, mm-hmm. they completely underutilized Tisha Campbell Martin. I, I wonder if she was filming my wife and kids, and so contractually she couldn't do anything. But god damn, I think they underutilized her. I think she should have been more in this movie. I think she should have been in the porn movie, honestly. That would have been fucking hilarious. Like, I do not buy as like they wait the way they built her up. I don't buy that she doesn't go to his work to check in on him, and then barges in during the scene. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: yeah, especially because like the the computer's like right there, like literally, like it's not even a facing away from the staircase. Now that you mentioned, yeah, that's funny. Gosh. Okay, Chad, I need to hear some of your thoughts on Zach and Mary. <laughs> <laughs> what were some standout well, moments for you, some general thoughts?
2: I, well, I, I'll be honest. It, it has been a little bit since I've seen it. So as far mm. as like uh, specific scenes, I, I I can't think of any. But what I will say is what stands out about this movie overall is that I feel that perfect blend of raunchiness mm. and also heart uh, and, and it being like... A love story, romantic comedy works so perfectly for me. A lot of these movies that try to balance all of that stuff don't, uh, or at least I don't feel they do. Uh, and this one does. Uh, the 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 only one that I can think of that kind of balances it uh, in this way is uh, the Amy Schumer uh, movie. Again, going back to her because I absolutely love her. Um, I forget the one, the, the one she did with uh, Judd Apatow um train
3: wrecked
2: yes yes train wrecked um I, I so as far as this sort of like genre though which would basically kind of say judd Apatow's the one that's really you know spearheaded it i was never a fan of but uh this was the first one that i was a fan of and then train was another one that i felt did it really well um I just think that there's a nice balance of all of those, uh, those, those elements, uh, and it works really well.
0: Okay, man. Okay. Some positivity still for him here. Glad to hear it for sure. Um, I wish you had a chance to rewatch this over Paul, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I really do. laughs>
2: well, that's the thing is that this one I definitely will rewatch. Uh, one interesting thing I think is that this, this movie, uh, really did kind of come out at the perfect time because Mm. nowadays, if you tried to make this movie, it would be completely different because the accessibility to turn a profit uh, is a lot easier with uh, all the different websites, specifically OnlyFans. Mm. And at the time, I can remember there were actual couples that were uh, venturing into porn. In fact, I had a friend of mine who erected the first satanic porno uh back in 2007 i think okay and uh when when this idea came out about this uh that was uh the bugbees is uh shane bugby and his wife amy Bugbee. they're the ones who uh made that porno they were kind of claiming that kevin smith had uh based this movie on them uh i don't think that kevin smith actually knew them or their story but uh <laughs> i think if you do a little bit of uh internet searching you might even find some of that still out there because i knew at the time they were trying to make some noise to push basically their movie uh but yeah you know i think um that sort called, of on, thing real quick,
0: real quick chat sorry to interrupt you but is it mm-hmm. called club satan i
2: think that might be it yeah
0: Okay. It's... Continue. I'm i, I was looking up to see what you're to visualize what you're talking about. This is fucking...
2: <laughs> yeah, visualize.
0: Yeah. What the hell am I looking at, man? Oh my
2: god. It has uh Paris gables in it?
0: I believe so. They're all sitting on like a oh yeah, dude. This this is definitely it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah, trust me, it's pretty it's pretty wild. At at the time I was uh doing a, a a website where i reviewed uh indie movies and such uh-huh. and yes uh that was when i reviewed and um it uh Anybody I showed that movie to was like, what in the world? Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty wild. But anyway, getting back to this movie, um, yes, uh, I think it was really hit at the perfect time. And that if you tried to make this movie today, it would be completely different. But you could do an update to it with all the different technologies and all the different um, you know platforms that are out there uh but yeah no, i mean i I think it still holds up well because again, it does tie into um all of those different elements, and it kind of balances it uh you know it it's got the humor, even though you know Johnny may <laughs> not think so uh it's got the raunchiness <laughs> and it does have the heart uh and so it definitely balances it uh now, going jumping back to Paul real quick, though that was one of the things is that the whole uh, The heart of that movie didn't really work, as Johnny said he blamed it on Seth Rogen. I don't think it was because of him. I think it didn't work just because it was just kind of shoehorned into the movie. But I think with this one, I think uh, it was more of that's the reason of the movie, and then Mm -hmm. the raunchiness was kind of built around it.
0: I can I can definitely understand that, man. Yeah, I I can't. I'm sorry, I just can't get over this this club, Satan porn. (laughs) <laughs> this is. I was looking at another picture, but This is so fucked up. <laughs>
1: oh yeah.
0: Oh boy. Um, Johnny, I'm super curious because I know you have some gripes of Kevin Smith that you've talked about here on this, of this episode. Does Kevin Smith's humor in writing style work for rom com for you? Because for me, it personally does. Um, I adore this movie. I, I really do. I think this is a. Uh, I, I, this is the B movie that you would have rented from blockbuster for rom-com night. Like this is the kind of thing that I wish I could go out and physically rent. Um, I did watch this with my girlfriend. She loved it too. Um, other than the un-English we now know has a post-credit scene. Um, but th- I think his, his style personally works on something like this, his humor, his crudeness, um, his, his references being involved to, and I'm curious on what your thoughts is on that are in particular Johnny.
1: No, I mean, it works. And if you look at through his filmography, other romance and love have always been like a big part of his movies. Like even going Mm -hmm. back to clerks, you know what I mean? Dante struggling between like Veronica and uh, the other girl, you know what I mean? Like, and Caitlin, you know what I mean? You go, you think about the first rom-com that he did in asking Amy, which like that movie works. That movie
0: works.
1: (laughs) What's wrong? Chasing him. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Chasing mm-hmm. Amy, that movie works. Rats, that works. Um, Jersey Girl, you know what I mean? Which is like his full-on rom-com with uh, yeah. Ben Affleck and J-Lo, you know? So, <clears throat> it he works like as a writer and as a director, it works, mm-hmm. but when you try to do this movie, I feel that you're trying to hone in on a genre that you're you're attaching your your wagon to. Because Judd Apatow already did like three films, and I feel like this is really more in Judd Apatow's voice rather than kevin smith's voice okay this is a movie that i could see judd apatow doing you know what i mean like this is that kind of movie because it feels like a judd apatow movie it doesn't feel like a kevin smith movie The and it's filmed in pittsburgh it's not filmed in jersey it's not filmed yeah. in new york you know what i mean which was which was like another creative um he wanted to do this movie in minnesota for some reason i don't know why But I feel like if you would have took this movie back in Jersey and added the Kevin Smith characters to it, like Jay and Silent Bob, you bring back Randall, Dante, um, just have like, and there's no Kevin Smith characters other than Jason Mewes. You know, like I want to see more like where's Jason Lee? You know what I mean? Where's Jason Lee? Jason Lee would have been perfect for this movie. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think it would have. Been, if this would have been Elizabeth Banks and Jason Lee, I think this movie
2: could have worked better. Ah, come oh, on, <laughs> man! Stop oh, it right there. I, I totally, totally disagree with you. And for man, that's what, man. Work, that's what yeah. works about it. Is it? It's stepping outside of all that Kevin Smith garbage. No, no, no. But that's he what makes it work.
1: But he 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 has done that like Jersey Girl like that is that is Kevin Smith completely stepping out and he he worked Cop Out is another movie of him completely stepping out. This is a, but in those two movies it's in his own voice. I don't feel like this movie is in his own voice. I feel like he's trying to emulate something rather than be himself. That that's what I'm really getting at.
2: That's that's and, fair and that that is fair but mm-hmm. at the same time i feel like that he makes the best judd apatow movie because i'm not a fan of judd apatow so <laughs> but, i mean i mean I then, that, yeah it
1: that, works that, i'm not a judd apatow fan either you know what i mean like i don't like i feel like judd apatow's films are just i feel like they're pretentious but they are but they want to be funny like they're it's it's raunchy humor but mixed with smart humor it's like i look at it like if it's Frasier, that's rated r Like Mm -hmm. that's how I look at Judd Avatar
2: movies. His are his are too forced. Yeah. And and this and balances it better. This and Trainwreck to me are the best two. They kind of balance the the raunchiness with the heart. Um
1: Yeah, I don't don't think the heart though is, is is here, honestly. I just I don't I don't know. I didn't like when they got together at the end, I'm I'm like, oh, he got together. I'm like, so who gives a fuck? Ah, come on, man! You have were... <laughs> a
0: soul, bro. You're over here laughing hey, during like... Paul, and you're over here. Who has a <laughs> fuck you? <laughs> what, <Johnny? laughs> That's so bad, man! I'm so so shocked. That you... <laughs> this is the total opposite of what I thought would have happened with this episode. <laughs> I was so convinced we were gonna get on here. We're gonna dog Paul. We're going to praise Zach and me. You're like, oh, my God.
1: Uh, <laughs> no. I don't think Zach and Mary is like, I mean, I haven't seen all of Kevin Smith's films. I mean, like the horror movies I have not seen, which I really want to watch. I want to watch Tusk and Red State because I heard those are crazy. And those are other films that he branches out of. Like he does his own thing. So those are two movies that I want to see, you know. um, But Zach God. and Mary, it just it, it doesn't. It doesn't work. I feel like, like to your point earlier, Chad. Like if you make this movie now, it'd be different. And I and I agree. And I think it might be different for the better because of accessibility to the internet and these websites. But the movie would be different, completely so, different.
2: So I just wanted to say real quick uh, because you did. Mentioned, you know the the horror movies that you said you hadn't seen. I've I've definitely seen those, and I do have a Kevin Smith ranking. Clerks is obviously my number one. Sure. Zach and Mary is my number two. Okay. And uh, Yoga Hosers is my number three. So that's where I stand with Kevin Smith. Uh, <laughs> and real quick, while well, I got you,
0: well, I have you ranking things, Chad. What is your rating for Zach and Mary?
2: Uh zack Zach and Mary is definitely highly rated. Um, I would give it. Um probably a four and a half, so I forget uh That's the best way of course not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, very nice, man. For definitely, me definitely four and a half.
0: For me, this is a Best Spin. Um it it was it wasn't a boo on the way to Best Spin, but I, I didn't realize there was a proper ending for this until this podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's um it's two minutes in the credits.
0: Yeah, dude. What yeah, I was not watching just two minutes of credits after watching them. F-
1: yeah, it's right yeah, after man, man. it's right after the cast scroll and then when I get into the crew it flickers and then cuts right into uh Craig Robinson doing a commercial.
0: Yeah, I'll start that in just a few minutes. <laughs>
2: but I would three... say for me oh, for me, watching the credits is part of I mean, even if there's nothing there, watching the credits is part of the uh taking in the movie. Um, I just kind of you know set mm-hmm. as the music plays and as the names go by and just kind of uh you know think about what I watched and and, and what I took in so anytime there's any s- something hidden I'm always going to catch it I think more people should and I you know that's the thing of, of the the post credit scenes is to trick people into watching the credits but I think everybody should watch the credits regardless if there's anything there or not but uh yeah, that's just me.
0: That's the way I'm at a theater. Like I watch the credits at a theater, but at right. home, man, it's just kind yeah, of pause, slip through. You know,
2: <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know, man. Well, that's definitely movies should be watched in a the theater, in my opinion. For for that reason, exactly too. Agree.
2: Agree. Yeah.
0: Um, Johnny, I need to hear your rating on Zach and Mary, man. I'm so curious on this one. It's A two.
1: <laughs> so what's what's a two?
0: god it's a hoth bro really
1: oh, yeah it's odd it's it, yeah this movie was very cold i mean and i and i don't mean that literally i mean this movie was cold like it's just i just i don't know man i i did not i did not fuck with this movie at all like even the tom savini uh prom uh the tom savini cameo was like oh that's cool tom savini but like oh tom savini he must have need to pay his phone bill that's why he's in
2: here i <laughs> damn it. Oh man!
0: <laughs> oh, you... yeah. That's have a heart,
1: Johnny. <laughs>
2: Come so, on, this is awesome. So, so it's definitely, still nothing on the Seth Rogen, uh, you know, love. I mean, uh, creatively
1: again, like we we spoke about this in Ninja Turtles. Creatively, I think I think he's great creatively, but as an actor, I I think he's I think he's more strongly suited for behind the camera, not in front of the camera.
0: Dang. Okay. Hmm.
1: That's well, yeah. you know, that's, that was kind of the thing. Probably, he was yeah.
0: definitely behind the camera and Zach they, and Mary.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Technically it was Jeff Anderson, but yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: well, big, big fan, Seth Rogan. Nothing but love for Seth Rogan. I think he's great in front of the camera, behind the camera. Wherever. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Chad, and you're waiting great. for the
0: real porno to drop, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's what
0: you're waiting for Uh, goodness
2: oh yeah club club (laughs) satan if you can find it uh it's it's wild it definitely
0: is (laughs) it's gonna go ahead and wrap it up for this week guys (laughs) johnny it's always good getting you on here man where can our listeners find you and your podcast
1: uh they can find me on tiktok at zuko's corner on YouTube at Zuko's Corner, and you can find the Bump of the Night Podcast 1428 on Spotify.com.
0: Very nice, man. And, Chad, thank you for coming on again, bro. <laughs> um, thank you for enlightening me on some new uh, some porno- pornography for, <laughs> for, for, for the Spank Bank. Thanks for that one, man. <laughs> Where can our listeners find you and your platform?
2: Um, so I am um, Poly Staffel on any of the social medias, uh, and... Um, the ham radio music group on facebook uh cool space for indie artists um and then i i stream on saturdays 4 p.m eastern uh on youtube uh that's just under chad freeman the ham show um i also do co-host on friday that's on conspiracy music on youtube
0: very nice, man. Very nice. And we'll have to do another follow-up to one of these guys. Let us, <laughs> let us know what movies I should put these guys through next. We'll be back for it at some point.
1: Yeah, we'll uh, make sure Max stays up for one of them, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fucking terrible. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <see>. Holy shit. <laughs> Stay
0: tuned for next week, guys. We're talking John Boyega <laughs> on the podcast. We got They Clone Tyrone and the Attack the Block as well coming on.
1: Oh, that's uh, a be good sure... double yeah,
0: yeah man, that a good is character. a good one
1: yeah. good double.
0: thank you um be sure to check out my newest short film distinguished the next one we're working on titled no vex will be dropping next month so stay tuned um another piece i co-directed called mayhem and the mora dropped this past week link down below that is a cinematic wrestling mass so check it out um be sure to follow us on youtube or check out our website out check out the facebook twitter the Instagram, TikTok, all of that kind of social media buzz over at Galaxy of Film. And if you enjoyed the show, please consider us leaving us an iTunes and Spotify review. It truly does help with the show much more than you can imagine. And we'll talk to you guys next week.
1: Bye, guys.